With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Fox Pro. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels and Karen Garigian. And the Gerard Mayo era has officially begun. Mayo was introduced as head coach today in a 39-minute introductory press conference. A lot to unpack. Guys, what jumped out to you first? It is a new era, guys. It is a new day. It is a new dawn. Gerard Mayo is not like the last head coach. Um, Gerard Mayo started off his press conference essentially cracking jokes. He told us all he calls Robert Kraft. Thundercat and referred to him Thunder several times. The first thing that jumped out to me, guys, was just how different Gerard Mayo is than the head coach who's been here for the past 24 years. I'm really excited. We can dive more into the changes we're going to see, but my instant takeaway is, wow, covering this team under Gerard Mayo is going to be fun, I think, for us, the media. I don't know if it'll be fun for the fans. I don't see, but it's just a lot different. Yeah, and, you know, obviously he's – replacing or succeeding a legend and uh that's going to be daunting enough but i don't know he just comes across as somebody who um commands a room he's really more relatable to players uh than perhaps coach belichick was more recently um and he he wanted to make it a point that he is a teacher and a developer and he wants to develop people he wants to develop them as players and uh and just seeing the amount of players that actually did show up <laughs> for this press conference uh Jonathan Jones hopped in his own plane and flew here just for it. <laughs> you, you heard uh, that correctly. He flies. He, he's a pilot. <laughs> Jones does yeah. um, because of the importance of having Mayo, you know, the first black head coach here. Um, I, I mean, I think there was nothing but positives to take away uh, from him 
taking over. Yeah, I think one thing that really jumped out to me is just how comfortable he is up there. And he's just like, you've heard it a lot, right? He's his own man. He's his own guy. He's not going to try and be Bill. And you hear everybody in Bill's coaching tree say, well, I'm not going to try and be Bill. Mm -hmm. With Mayo, I actually believe it. You know, I, I really do think he has a different way about him. I think he's going to do things differently than Bill did. And I like I, I do think this is going to be a new era. Will it be a better era? I mean, it'll probably be better than 2023 because I don't know how it can be much worse than four mm -hmm. and 13. Mm -hmm. How how like turned around can they get things? That remains to be seen. He seems still very unsure about a number of things, though. Mm -hmm. And I think that you're going to have to kind of wait until Bill Belichick picks his landing spot to see like how his coaching, coaching staff and front office shapes up. Did you get that same impression? Yeah, I, th I think you make a, a great point. There will be coaches, and I wouldn't be surprised if people in the scouting department or front office who want to follow Bill Belichick. And let's be honest, people, there are people here who signed on with the Patriots to coach under Bill Belichick. It's only logical that someone like, say, I don't know, Joe Judge wants to follow Bill Belichick if he goes to Atlanta, right? Like, it makes a lot of sense that if you're a coach, a veteran coach or a scout, you're like, wow, I get to work under Bill Belichick, and then Bill Belichick leaves – that person follows. So what I think will happen over the next month, guys, is that Gerard is going to interview a lot of different people, external candidates. He's going to create his own coaching staff. Clearly, there'll be some holdover. I think we'll see a similar defensive scheme. But in terms of the front office, scouting department, hell, the offensive staff, to me, I think that could be a lot different. Like, what do you think is the first order of business? Though? Like, if you're if you're Gerard Mayo, you're say you're Gerard Mayo's assistant, Karen, what does Gerard Mayo have to do right now? What is What is the first thing he has to sort of figure out? Well, fix the offense, <laughs> uh, decide what they're going to do with the quarterback situation, uh, decide if they're going to keep the same offense or bring in someone to perhaps uh, offer a different, much more modern offense, yep. such as the Shanahan offense. And I think the biggest thing is I, I think Mayo com comes across as someone who is open to change and open to new ideas and not stubborn in his ways of yeah, thinking. <laughs> he, he actually mentioned that. He mentioned yeah, that several yeah. times. I thought a quote that stuck out to me, mm -hmm. one, he was talking a lot about collaboration, right? And, and there was another one here that I, I jotted down that essentially – I want people around me that are going to that are going to question my ideas, question the way we have done things in the past. And I was like, wow, he wants to hear people who are different than him and welcome in a different opinion. I, I think that is different than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick ran everything, right, Chris? He ran the front office. Yeah. He ran the sc scouting department. He ran the salary cap, the coaching staff. Everything was essentially Bill's way or the highway. Now it led to six Super Bowl championships. But as you stated, Mayo can't do that because he's not Bill Belichick. Right. And one thing Mayo also said repeatedly is that he doesn't want it to be an echo chamber, right? He doesn't want a bunch of yes men. And that's how you grow. That is ultimately how you do it. In terms of the offense, it's going to be fascinating to see whether Bill O'Brien follows Bill Belichick wherever he goes, because that creates that opening. I don't know that Mayo would just completely like fire O'Brien either. That's one of those things that's still unsettled. There's certainly certain coaches on the staff that are going to follow Bill. No, ever. No matter where he goes. Like Joe Judge. Bill Belichick could take a coaching job in Antarctica and Joe Judd would be like, where's my parka? All right, let's go. Let's go. There's some guys like that, but O'Brien's a wild card here. And if he doesn't follow Bill and it's just back, do you think Mayo would fire him? Mark, do you think that he would do that? I've got to be honest. I actually think Mayo should not retain Bill O'Brien. And my opinion has changed within the last 24 hours. What I think the Patriots should do 
tear it down to the studs, create a new offensive system, which means get a new offensive coordinator. What I think they should do is go to that Sean McVay system, go to that Kyle Shanahan system. But this time, unlike 2022, Karen, yep. they should actually hire an offensive coordinator who has experience in it. I don't maybe Zach Robinson. He was a Patriots draft yep. pick back in what, 2010. He's been the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for the Rams. I would love someone for like him to come in and say, you know what, this is how we do it. And then that way they can rebuild the offense because as we all saw guys, right. The offense actually needs to be rebuilt. They need to like take a torpedo to this thing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, maybe O'Brien does go with Bill Belichick. And I know there's been rumors too of Josh McDaniels coming back. Um, I mean, I totally believe you need to break free of what the offense has been, what that whole deal is. And I think actually Bill had the right idea going to the Shanahan offense last year. He just had the wrong people trying to teach it. Yeah. So if you bring someone like Robinson in to install the Shanahan offense, what you're also going to need is an offensive line coach that knows how to coach the Shanahan offense. And you don't just plug Matt Patricia in there like last time, like, oh, hey, Matt, you're a rocket scientist. Like learn this super complex offense, learn how to teach it and be ready to go by training camp. That was always a super unrealistic ask. And you need and you need the personnel that fit that type of offense. And again, it's going to be interesting. And, and it starts with the quarterback. So uh, again, if they, maybe it's, it, it's even some other kind of offense. Maybe they finally draft a mobile quarterback who can use his legs as well as his arm, you know, to get the offense going. A, a Lamar Jackson type. And when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, they completely blew up their offense and they changed it to suit him and and what he could do uh, on, on the field. So if the Patriots do the same, draft the LSU kid, right? Yeah. Uh, or somehow they, you know, they wind up with a mobile type quarterback as opposed to the pocket passer that they've had forever they're going to have to they're going to have to adjust just for that alone. And as you said, in 2022 when Bill tried to move his offense to a different system, he didn't change the coaching staff all that much, right? He had the same position coaches in place. I think this year, you know, with a new head coach, it actually makes it easier. Bring in a new staff to teach a new scheme. I mean, this right. is the time to do it. Exactly. Like, I think it would be disastrous in a sense for them to bring, say, Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien in. And then later down the line, be like, well, you know what? Maybe we should do things differently. No, Gerard, May Gerard Mayo has a chance to bring in his guys. And as we all know, Bill Belichick had a lot of, quote, his guys in the building because he's been here for so long. I, I think it's just it's fascinating. Another thing that jumped out to me was the titles comment. For those who don't know, the Patriots were not big on titles under Bill Belichick. In fact, Patriots haven't had a defensive coordinator since 2017 when Matt Patricia was officially the defensive coordinator. Gerard Mayo, as he said today, he doesn't believe in that. He's actually going to give guys titles. Guys, I love that. I think he's going to bring a more modernized coaching staff to this situation but i also think a larger coaching staff right because wouldn't it be helpful if the patriots had more coaches yeah yeah one i think the titles thing is empowering to people i think when people get a title mm -hmm. a lot of times they like feel a new sense of purpose a sense of like i'm like mark daniels mass live patriots beat writer instead of just like mark daniels pause writer writer yeah something or other yeah. <laughs> works with yeah no you, you get works some more. with other writers <laughs> <laughs> um what was the second part of that 
uh, I was I was talking about um one the titles, but the coaching staff. Hey, I don't know if people actually know this, guys. The Patriots have historically had smaller coaching staffs, and right, I think right, right. one yeah. thing we're going to see with Gerard Mayo is a normal sized coaching staff, which just means more coaching, which means more help for the players. Right. And with Bill Belichick, things got around here to the point where it's basically like you had to almost already know Bill to be on the staff. It, it's like crazy like that or come directly from Nick Saban. It was like one of the two where I think with Mayo, they should hire a bunch more like lower level guys, because I think ultimately that's something that burned this coaching staff out is when you only have so many bodies, these guys end up breaking down a ton of extra film and doing things that honestly should be kind of like entry level jobs. You know, you should be you should have like lower tier guys that are just clips you know they're just doing that sort of thing and it struck me that uh robert Kraft also talked about and again in talking about coaching he, he talked about developing coaches as well or developing people in the system and i remember one of the strengths during the dynastic years was you know they charlie weiss was the offensive coordinator and Romeo Cornell was a defensive coordinator. And obviously, after the second or third Super Bowl, they were in high demand uh, for head coaching jobs. But when they left, they already had people in place to be the next, you know, the next one, whether it was Josh McDaniels for Charlie Weiss, whether it was Eric Mangini uh, for Romeo Cornell. And then when they left, it was Bill O'Brien who was, again, in the system. There was always somebody who was ready to be the next. And at some point, you know, Bill Belichick kind of ran out of those people yep. that he had, you know, had in his, you know, coaching cartel, uh, <laughs> so to speak, that he trusted enough and who knew, you know, their defense or their offense to be able to coach it. And it got to the point where, you know, he's bringing people back in, whether it was Matt Patricia or Joe judge and thinking, well, we need somebody on an offensive coordinator. Cause Josh left. Well, of course, Matt could, can do it. He coaches defense. Well, he can coach offense too. You need the succession plans. You need people in your system to be able to be the next guy. So not only I think will that happen, it also sounds like Gerard Mayo wants to create a more positive, I'd say even nurturing environment. Mm -hmm. A quote that stuck out to me when I asked him about, you know, how do you want to fix your offense? He said, well, one thing I would say with all my coaches, number one thing is developing people. And with this generation back when I started playing, most of the time coach would say something and guys would do it. I think with this generation, you have to show them you care before you get into competency as far as X's and O's are concerned. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Like really forward thinking, Gerard Mayo he's is evolved. a right. Gerard Mayo has evolved, but he's also younger. He's the youngest yeah. head coach in NFL history. And Chris, what we're gonna get here is a place where he's got he wants to make it more welcoming for players. He does. And so there were a handful of Patriots players that were there in attendance today, one of whom was Mac Jones. He was the one offensive player that I noticed yeah. who was standing in the back. Mark, what do you think Mac was thinking as Mayo's answering this question this way? I'm going to guess it was uh, music to his ears. Um, Gerard Mayo also said one of his first orders of business would be rebuilding relationships and knocking down silos. And I immediately thought about Mac Jones. What could that have meant? I mean, let's, let's be honest. People, over the last three years, Mac Jones hasn't had it easy in New England. As a rookie, he had, I would argue, a great rookie season in terms of rookie court 
a rookie quarterback. The last two have been really a disaster. Um, Mac Jones went from being the, you know, the franchise quarterback to the Patriots to inactive third string. That's hard. And clearly there's a relationship there that needs to be rebuilt. Whether he's here or not is another topic, but I think Gerard Mayo is going to reach out to someone like Mac Jones, be like, all right, let's talk about where things went wrong and get off to the right foot. And I would imagine this style of coaching will be more welcoming for players who are in the locker room. And I think, especially on social media, right? We've seen it a lot. The players seem to be very excited about Mayo. And I think that's one of his, one example as to why. And I think you've already seen a little bit of this, like, nurturing side as you put it where in your reporting you talked to was 14 defensive players about mayo and would he be a good head coach and all that stuff and i think he really built personal relationships with those guys where they feel like he cares about them right 100 percent um that's the thing the players like about him right karen is that they know Gerard Mayo cares. And Gerard Mayo said that to us today in his introductory press conference. He wants assistant coaches who personally know their players. And he wants those players to know their coaches care about. Yeah. As a head coach, though, I mean, there's a difference and there's a distinction between being an assistant coach, you know, who inevitably they get along with the players and the head coach who has to make the tough decisions. And I think, again, Gerard not having the experience of being a head coach is going to have to learn that sometimes he's going to have to make, he has to make those tough calls and, you know, his personal relationships can't get in the way of making the decisions that are right for the football team. Agreed. And while we're on the topic of like making tough decisions and the final say in everything, Robert Kraft was asked today, now that Bill's gone, who has final say on personnel? His answer, I thought, was pretty wishy-washy, where it's basically essentially started out by saying, in the short term, it's going to be collaborative. We like our internal guys. Um, before there's key decisions that need to be made, there will be somebody. But as for and we're going to interview some external people, maybe, but we like internal people better. Yeah. But as of right now, there's no answer to that question. And Karen, that, what do you make of this plan moving forward? That's scary, actually. Um because I mean, they this is like the most important draft in offseason they've had in quite some time. They have the number three overall pick. They better know what the heck they're doing and who is going to make that call. Because if you have one guy saying this, one guy saying that, one guy saying this, who's the tiebreaker? Who's the final say that's going to say we're taking? x or we're making a trade with whatever and that to me is somewhat chaotic the way it, the way it sounded yeah. <laughs> coming out of robert Kraft's mouth it, it sounded a bit chaotic and like they didn't know what the heck they were doing I, yeah that's a really great way to put it it sounds like right now elliot wolf and macro will run the personnel department and to a certain extent i understand right patriots have the second or third most cap space they have the number three draft picks they have people in place who have already been scouting players right so they want right. to keep some of that Constantly. continuity for gerard mayo however i do think as Kraft said they're going to make an outside hire at some point. I don't know if that person will get the GM duty, but what if it was someone like a Dave Ziegler or John Robinson, or if they brought in an outside voice to sort of bring this team along to, yeah. I don't know if you want to say modern times, but just to try to elevate and up the talent. Well, I know it, they're in a bit of a tough spot because, I mean, there was a report today that where Bill, if Bill, wherever Bill Belichick goes, Elliot uh, and Matt Groh are going to follow. Well, so 
a week, two weeks before the draft? What if it goes that long and all of a sudden, up, oh, see ya. I mean, or even even if it happens next week or next month, you know, the Patriots should have already been talking to these external candidates or other candidates or should have something in mind given the possibility and perhaps eventuality uh, that they're going to be losing some of those front office people, whether it's Wolf, whether it's Grow, or both. So I don't know, maybe that's why his answer was a little helter-skelter, but it just didn't sound very reassuring uh, that, you know, when it comes when push comes to shove, that there was going to be somebody in authority, you know, to know what the heck they were doing. Right. And like one thing that I think in terms of personnel that he was firm on today was that if there's a tiebreaker needed, it's not going to be ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, where he said the only time that ownership ever gets involved in football ops is if there are character concerns. So that's the only time they've ever done that, which had me thinking like, isn't this the same guy that was the under when Parcells wanted groceries and that whole yeah. bit where it's like, this feels a little revisionist, but I understand yeah. that like in modern times, that might be true. Like I'm sure Bill probably would have mm -hmm. told him to take a hike, but mm -hmm. all right. And before we go, we do still need to talk about the old coach a little bit because Bill Belichick interviewed in Atlanta earlier this week. Openings could come in Dallas and Philadelphia. Karen, if you had to bet two weeks from now, where's Bill Belichick? I would love to say Dallas, but I'm guessing Atlanta. Mark? I have to go with Atlanta and well. It would be a ton of fun to see Bill with Jerry Jones in the Cowboys, but I think Bill Belichick will have complete control with a team like the Falcons. They have some decent young pieces and a decent young defense. I see him with the Falcons. I'm still going with a ton of fun, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I think that would be wildly entertaining, and maybe we're manifesting it here. It'd be pretty, pretty compelling to watch. But, all right, thanks for following along, guys. We'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>